Dear Cassandra, smiled Mrs. Gower, you are always so punctual. She leaned forward and brushed Cassandra's cheek with her lips. Cassandra responded with a similar gesture, a little awkwardly, for Mrs. Gower was a large woman and her cheek was rather difficult to reach. I always try to be punctual, said Cassandra with a smile, although the flat, even tone of her voice implied that she had made the remark many times before. You have every virtue, my dear, said Mrs. Gower warmly as they settled themselves on the sofa. Cassandra sighed, although not loudly enough for Mrs. Gower to hear. She knew that she had every virtue because people were always telling her so. She was 28 years old, a tall, fair young woman, not exactly pretty, but comely and dignified. This afternoon she was wearing a well-cut costume of blue tweed. Her hat and shoes were sensible rather than fashionable. Cassandra could always be relied upon never to wear anything unsuitable to the place she happened to be in at the time. I asked Mrs. Wilmot and Janie to come this afternoon, said Mrs. Gower. I suppose you didn't see any sign of them as you came past the rectory? No, said Cassandra. As a matter of fact, I didn't come that way. I had to do some shopping. I'd forgotten some things in the town. What a consolation to know that you are human like the rest of us, <laughs> laughed Mrs. Gower. Cassandra smiled a little sadly. People so often raised doubts as to her humanity that she sometimes wondered whether she was not indeed some unearthly being who had found her way into the small town of Upcallow as the wife of Adam Marsh Gibbon, a gentleman of means, who wrote a little poetry and a few obscure novels. Actually, most of the money that enabled Adam to lead this pleasant life was Cassandra's, but she never reminded him of it. Before they were married, she had implied that everything she possessed was as much his as hers, if anything, more his, for she had been so grateful that he returned her love that she would have done anything for him. After five years of marriage, her rapture had died down a little, for Adam was in many ways difficult. But she was still pleasantly surprised when she realised that this handsome and distinguished-looking man was her husband and nobody else's. There goes another tree, said Mrs. Gower suddenly. The noise they make is quite frightening until one realises what it is. I'm hoping they'll cut down that big one next. It'll make this room so much lighter, she added. Adam loves trees, said Cassandra. He says it grieves him so much to think of these opposite your house being cut down. Oh, well, of course, he's a poet, said Mrs. Gower tolerantly although she had never yet succeeded in understanding his poetry at all perfectly. Nor had she tried very hard, for since she had been a widow, it had no longer been necessary to pretend an interest in literature. My late husband used to like the open spaces better, she declared. When he was professor of poetry at Oxford, we lived at Headington, although our first house in Norham Road was rather shut in. That must be Mrs. Wilmot and Janie arriving now, she said suddenly. The door opened, and in pattered a grey-haired and grey-coated little woman, accompanied by a dark, slender girl, about nineteen years old, who walked meekly beside her. Dear Kathleen, I'm so glad you're able to come, and Janie too. Holidays again? said Mrs. Gower, with a kind of vague brightness, 
which she adopted when speaking to all really young people. Janie smiled patiently. Oh, no, I've left school, she said. I'm helping mother at home. She was relieved that neither Mrs. Gower nor Mrs. Marsh Gibbon went any deeper into the subject, for everyone knew the kind of life that the dutiful elder daughter of the rector of a country parish must lead, and Janie conformed exactly to that pattern. She taught in the Sunday school, helped with the GFS, and spent a great deal of time decorating the church. I thought the font was so prettily decorated at Easter, said Cassandra, remembering that it had been Janie's own particular contribution to the decorations. Janie looked pleased. I'm so glad you noticed it. I was afraid I had put in too much greenery. The arrival of tea excused her from the necessity of enlarging further upon the subject, and the conversation turned once more to the trees that were being felled opposite Mrs. Gower's house.